so here's the question. Nazism. <laughs> is Nazism is, okay? No, no, no. It, <laughs> is it wrong to have prejudice against Nazism? Prejudice. That's not the topic. That's just my That's opening question. Not a bad... Prejudice. It's kind. Of, it's kind of hard to say. Like. It's kind of hard to say. Yes, it's okay. If we were to say anything else, I'd probably be willing to argue it. But it's hard to be like, you bring up Nazi, and it's like, I mean, probably be okay to have a little bit of prejudice against that. So, so regardless of if it's theologically right or wrong, if if you started going to a church and the pastor had a uh, Heil Hitler sign in his front yard, you'd probably be judging and asking some questions right. about what it is going on as you should which brings us to today's topic which has nothing to do with nazism (laughs) welcome to the podcast (laughs) you've got the dummies ben and jj coming at you with wisdom from the bible and beyond this is dummies with wisdom So today's actual topic goes along those lines, more or less. Uh, Josh wrote in, uh, Josh wants to know, is it okay for pastors to have political signs in their lawns during election? And how can one be, how, how vocal can one be, again, referring to a pastor, how vocal can one be outside of the church walls and still be acceptable or healthy for the church without causing division? So obviously we're not going to the point of Nazism, but obviously, um, I mean. In our today, in I think the, today's culture, I, maybe I you say, have to. <laughs> I was going to say the argument, I mean, the, the society today, uh, it's, it's getting that divisive. We're not there yet, but we're, uh, we're on track right now. I, th- I mean, had this been even 10 years ago, but you know, 15, 20 years ago, it's probably a good, I don't even know if you have to really have to argue whether it was right or wrong. If I think there was definitely a, like, there's that kind of talk of like not that this is like applicable in this because it means something very different but the you know separation of church and state or whatever but that mindset you know and that idea i don't even know if at least from what i grew up in that definitely was not separate like pastor got up there and like your religious slash faith beliefs very much aligned with your political beliefs which is still true today especially for like should be me and you like our faith drives what our political views are but i think as like what we're talking about you know when you talk about church leadership especially especially what you're talking about in front of everybody um in a teaching manner there is definitely something to say about you know neutrality right now just with i think the divisiveness you know the sensitivity to what i guess how you're you know putting your foot forward by entering that sphere given I don't know, the context of what I think the Lord kind of calls us to in scripture, you know? Right. Right. And see, there's, the, there's obviously nothing illegal with it. Um, you know, the pastor is functioning as a citizen at that point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing um, sinful inherently about putting a sign in your, in your yard. Yeah. Um, see, this, this is very difficult because obviously we have our, our political leanings, which more or less, I'm sure anybody who's listening here can, 
can guess kind of where we're at on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously on the conservative side, but not, you know, diehard, you know, Trump Republicans or something. Um, more, more, we're, we're conservative with common sense. How about that? And a little bit of grace. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of grace. <laughs> um, so here, here's, here's my thing, because I, I have a lot of opinions about politics and the lack of talking about politics in the church. Yeah. Um, because I, I think we're at, we're at a time in America where it's not just a matter of, um, you know, we, like my pastor with, with theological points tends to talk about them as, as lanes on a freeway. And he says, you know, you know, something with like Calvinism or eschatology or that kind of stuff. It's, you know, there's all these differing views. And he says, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a highway, a five lane highway or whatever. And he said, you know, as long as you're in one of those lanes and we're heading, we're all heading this direction, we're good. He said, now, if you're, if you're off in the ditch, then it's an issue. And see, I think when we look back at politics going back, you know, even, you know, all the way back to the founding, we see that that's what it tends to be just some differing visions, but everyone wants to push America forward. Now we're at a point where it's, it's not even a highway. It's like, it's like a one road going North and a dirt road halfway across the world going up a mountain like there's there's yeah. nothing like there's such division just within the political parties and not just not just people but policy and ideas and it's hard because i would have a much different opinion on a pastor that puts up a sign in his yard that's for a republican or an independent than a democrat simply because the democratic national platform they outright stated that like that they are for gay marriage they are for abortion they're for these moral things it's not a matter of like do i agree or disagree with their policy or their logic or anything it's about they're bringing morals into the equation and so does that mean every single democrat in this country supports abortion absolutely not you know just like every single republican is not for gun rights you know like there's if you've got it built into your platform, then that says that that says a lot. And I, I, I you know, this kind of goes even into like the whole um, like can Christians vote Democrat, which we're not we're not going to talk about today. But when if you're a pastor and you're putting a sign in your yard that is supporting abortion, more or less, maybe maybe indirectly. But if you're putting a Democrat sign in your yard, that's supporting stuff that the church ought to be fighting against. And with with what morals we're talking about today, fighting against hard you know, this is not just a matter of like, um, you know, this isn't like 2015. Like should should it wasn't 2015, 2016, the 17, the uh, the Obergefell decision. Should we legalize gay marriage? Should we legalize weed? Like, it's not those kind of questions. I mean, the stuff we're talking about nowadays is like, can babies be killed up until the time of birth? Can we uh, give these gender transition surgeries to an eight year old? You know, it's it's that kind of like stuff that the church should be fighting very hard for and so i i would have a differing opinion and whether that's not very necessarily principled just on the topic itself Mm -hmm. but i would have a differing opinion if if you've got a you know a ted cruz sign in in your yard than if you've got a gavin newsom sign you know there's because of the implications not because of just your political thoughts but because of what that sign is representing beyond just a person yeah and like, I agree to that, but I probably go even further with even just like in general, like if we're talking something along the lines of you've got to sign up in the front yard as like a, not even as a pastor, as like a church leader, as someone who's like people are looking up to. Because what happens when you've got to backtrack when 
you know like even like let's just put trump out there like there's a bunch of stuff like me and you especially like me and you had some conversations and i was pretty infuriated by some like trump stuff just by like not policy stuff but like actionable stuff and leadership stuff well and like what happens when yeah and what happens when you as a church leader as someone who is shepherding who is you know people are following and you take a hardline stance on a person not a not a stance not a um not even like a side or just an ideal but you have someone's name that you are in fully supporting for i don't think a whole lot of people are equipped to have a plan when that person inevitably fails them because you have people in leadership who are more than likely going to fail because i think me and you would agree i don't think we've got a whole lot of people in those spheres of our um american leadership who are following jesus and jesus is leading the way in their own leadership and in their own policy making so you honestly should expect to see a lot of failure and a lot of really messed up stuff on both sides um but to beyond the point i think it goes down to more of kind of steering back to like what we're like kind of starting to talk about a little bit of but before you change the topic i want to ask you something with what you just said there was um at least it was at least two churches big churches um it might have been more in um in virginia this last last election uh they were sick of the uh the wokeism that's been infiltrating uh virginia they were sick of the uh you know the the lgbt the abortion issues and everything so these couple of churches made it a point to go out and just register people and inform people who to vote for mm-hmm. and not just i don't even let it might be a little bit strong they informed people let me just leave it at that i don't know how they did that and um the number of people that they registered was m- more than the what um oh shoot what's their governor's name I I can't remember. Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin, because uh, there's a, Actually, you know, it was a huge, know you know, huge, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this big upset, and had these two churches not, um, you know, not had this like motivation to to actually change something in the political realm, he probably would not have won. And then you're you know going down these immoral policy things. So obviously, you know, their whole point was not hey. Glenn Youngkin is our guy, right? But their whole point was like, "Hey, um, Terry McAuliffe, I think was his name, is not the guy." And so, mm-hmm. essentially, we're we're pushing forth this, you know, this moral aim, and yeah. this is the guy that's running. Right. How how would that apply to what you were just saying about not, you know, going all in on a person? That was actually right where I was going with it. Um, oh wow, great so, great minds think good, alike. Yeah, for real. So I was what I was about to say and what I think they I don't know like what you said I don't know the details of what they did but obviously something worked. Um I don't think we within the church we lack the ability to like effectively talk about politics well and that's kind of what you were beginning your whole conversation on in frustration yeah. of like like no one knows like we've got there's just a whole bunch of you know division going on people just spattering out with it even within the church is different ideas and whatever they've got um but i think what i hope they did is that you had church leaders who actually talked about with a gospel-centered message again not pinning it on the person or the political leader but saying yeah. again like these are 
the ideals that we are upholding. These are the things that we believe as believers, as followers of Christ, that these are, you know, starting with kind of like what we talk about, like here's our core beliefs here. And then here are of our, all of the levels beyond that. This is what we believe. And this is our framework for living life. And that most definitely has a huge impact on how we live life, which inevitably is going to carry out in the way that we believe our political structure slash what, you know, how our country is going to be run. That is a big deal. That that is very much applicable in that. Mm -hmm. And so being able to answer your question, what we have, what we really need to be able to figure out is without pinning our name to a specific party or a specific leader, putting in, I think it takes effort, putting in the extra effort to say, to break it down, help people understand why they believe what they're believing, and then being able to let, like give them, you know, show them the options and say, okay, these are the people who are, you know, this person believes this, this person believes this, this person's going to probably further this agenda, this person's gonna further this agenda, this is what, it will probably look like if this person's in office is probably what it's going to look like if this person's in office. And then this is why we as a church are probably and more of it, not that we're voting for them, but we're in agreement with this side because of these things. I think that is much more, and that's a lot easier said than done, but that is a beginning. That is like that, that should formulate the way that we, um, engage politics within the church, um, yeah. and then quickly the only, it, it keeps coming to mind because I always think of this the um, that talk that we had at um, Cedarville. You remember that um, right before the, Trump uh, the, was uh, elected? The unnamed uh, college. The unnamed college. <laughs> you know that place. Um, but we had like you, you a. You gotta uh, give me a little more than that. I have no idea. We had you're a going. a um, uh, what was it? what was it called? It was like a panel. Remember the panel that oh, had a yeah. bunch of fire. Yep, like you know political science guys and whatever else and you had the one guy who is like they all what i didn't like about that they all made good points you know they're expressing what they did but they pitted themselves like they didn't they didn't give any um i didn't feel like it was it it wasn't empowering it was semi-informative but in the end basically you had a bunch of people with Cedarville written on their forehead saying, I'm voting for this person, I'm voting for this person, I'm voting for this person. And then there's the one guy that we all had a problem with who was like, I'm not going to vote. And then we're like, oh my gosh, you're on American, blah, blah, blah. You remember that one guy? It was the uh, economics guy. The big I dude. didn't remember that. There's I just, the one I guy just remember- who was like, I'm not voting for Hillary, I'm not voting for Donald. And that like, sent up a whole frenzy. But even that I oh, didn't yeah. like because it was so hardline, you know? And yeah. we're like, you didn't empower. You've got eight. You've got people who are. This is their first time voting. And we were one of them. I mean, yeah, we were one of them. And I was like, well, thank goodness, I've had an upbringing that you know showed me how to actually research things and like look stuff up. This is right. like literally these students are going to vote solely based off what you said. You know, had we gone to a slightly more liberal college you could have had the entire panel say that they weren't going to vote, you know, and even more liberal college, maybe the entire place votes for Hillary be, instead a more conservative college. Everyone's automatically voting for Trump, you know, right. and that was just my, my takeaway from that 
And I was like, that is so much like that is the way that it kind of I've always heard church politics go like exactly like that. You know, there's no there's no empowerment of like, you know, your own thinking. Right. I think I think you kind of you were kind of you know, moving all around it that it's it's completely different as a as church leadership saying don't vote for this than it is vote for this. In the yeah. sense of right. it is, it is completely different for um, you know this last election for pastor to go up and say, hey, based on the morals, here's the morals of the parties and everything. It's completely different for a pastor to say, as Christians, like I would advise that we don't vote for Joe Biden based on these morals. Let alone po- policy is is a different topic, but like morals alone, you know, or even down maybe your count your your town mayor, whatever maybe, but like you know on a grand scale to say. We, we should not be voting for Biden because of these morals. That is completely different than saying you should be voting for Trump. Now, does one kind of imply the other kind of, but that's, it's, it's different because you're, you're rejecting a, a set of ideas and a person that is embodying those ideas and saying, I mean, there's always, you, you don't have to vote for one of the two parties. I mean, that's right. yep. half the reason that we're in a predicament right now, but I, I voted that, for you last time. <laughs> can't believe i lost going going back to like the whole like yard sign thing and everything uh, when i was talking about like i would have less problem with like a uh you know republican sign than a democrat sign everything just because of morals alone i think that that completely depends on where you're at and what kind of church you're at though i i didn't say that before and i should have because if you're in small town alabama it's probably that might give you more credibility for all I know. Like it's, it's very unlikely that it's really going to like damage everything. If you're here in Spokane and you start campaigning for the Republic, either person really, but especially the, the Democrat party or no, especially the Republican party, people who are Democrat that are either, you know, maybe they're coming to your church or haven't been there long. Maybe that they are thinking about coming to your church. Like you're, you're shutting the door because it's, it's a liberal area. So it would, it would, it would depend on that. And you know, like what, what kind of a church are you at? What is your goal? What is your aim? Like, are you, are you all about outreach? Are you more about church planning? Like, you know, that, that depends too, because it all, all that can play into effect. And I don't think, I don't think the answer is shutting pastors down and saying like, no, you should not talk about politics at all because you're a pastor and people are going to get mad. Well, like, we're at that point now again again because we're not at the point of like what's your vision for america and you're going to make people mad if you disagree just because of what disagreement is in general we're at a point where like it's these huge moral ideas and so to say like oh we don't want to make anybody mad no like we're, we're past that point yes we want we, we don't want to like try to make people mad but we can't just sit back and be like oh we don't want to cause any division because we're at that point we want to cause division in certain yeah. ways and in circum- certain circumstances. Yeah. But whether or not the answer to that is putting a political sign in your, in your lawn, um, I, I don't think that, that's the great, a great answer because you, you take out the, uh, the conversation there or the mm-hmm. debate or anything. Yeah. You know, like I, I'll have a debate or conversation with anybody about what I think about politics. But if you get something in your mind just because you drive by my house and there's something in my yard, I think that's, I mean, I think you could say that about anybody really again because you're not putting a sign in your maybe you are but you're not putting like a when you think of political sign it's not like say no to abortion or something it's ted cruz 2022 you know or whatever um 
as far as uh, I, I think the, the the second part of that question that we need to hit, make sure we hit here is how vocal can a pastor be outside of the church walls and still be acceptable or at least or, or healthy for the church without causing division, which is a whole different thing because. From the pulpit, I'm like, you know what? If it's worth causing division over from a biblical theological standpoint, then by all means, like, say what needs to be said. When you're not functioning as pastor, it's a different question. And like that, yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of controlling the narrative a little bit, that is important. Because like, again, like what you said, you don't want to absolutely shut the door. Because there are key, there are very easy and key ways to just shut down a conversation which i think that's that's pointless like it's pointless to just go guns blazing you know with you know your truth you know i don't see i don't see i've i don't see that in scripture at all the one time that i saw jesus go guns blazing was in a situation where the people knew better you know and he went in was like smacking people around being like wake up like you know you're the people's he was going into churches, you know, that type of situation right. and slapping people around being like, wake up, you guys are the leaders. You guys need to, you know, get your crap together. Um, I think part of that is kind of like, I think it's it both applied to like what we were talking about before and this, you've got church leaders who either they avoided the topic completely or right. they kind of go into that, the easy part of talking about it, which is, this is why I believe this is who I'm, you know, going for, you know, whether that's like hard line said, or it's very, very much implied type of situation. Right. And I think we, those leaders lack the ability to systematically peel the onion back and be patient with this arena. And I think that bleeds into the congregation and so then when you're outside of those said church walls, you don't have a, you know, most congregations and people who are within those churches aren't going to, and most believers just in general, aren't going to be able to have a, they're not going to learn it from the church, at least to have those really good conversations with people and at least have an opportunity to, maybe the door gets shut in their face, but they're not, they're not going to have the the tools or the weapons to be able to keep that door open and to like, effectively communicate it you know whether that's debating certain topics whether that's just having a conversation about it whether that's just like hey this is what i believe and that's just the seed that you grow and i think that in the same way i really don't think in the hostility that we face in the political arena i don't think we have a lot of church leaders who are equipped well enough to go into that sphere and also have that type of patience and tactfulness i think that that might be what i'm ultimately getting at i don't think we have tact we're not tactful in the way that we talk about politics and like real issues and then we don't have the patience slash maybe even like the work ethic to like dig in and really understand what we believe and then be able to like effectively communicate those things right no i think that's a great point I, i don't think you know when you when you ask this question you've pretty much you've got people who don't talk about politics in the church at all, mm-hmm. pastors-wise, that they don't, they yep. will not touch a political issue with a 10-foot mm-hmm. pole. And then you've got guys that are just about wearing MAGA hats on stage, like they might as well be, because it's like, you know, I was at a church one time where the pastor was talking about voting, and he was like, you should not be voting for your county dog catcher if he supports abortion, and the whole crowd cheered. And I was like, um... Right. <laughs> 
I don't I don't know if that's it, like it would that would be very situational, but I'm like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's like that's not the point to be making that yeah. you know and because it's again it's not it's not that open conversation not even a conversation when it's preaching but it's it's not that that open not open mindedness but just that open talking form where yeah. it's yeah where it's not just a matter of, it's it's not me teaching who should you vote for it's a you need to think and yeah. you need to know what you believe you need to know what these people believe not just what their campaign commercials say you know who are they as a like you were saying who who are they as a person what are they gonna be pushing and voting for where are we going if that uh that methodology and that philosophy political philosophy wins is is that somewhere where we want to be as a church you know and so but but outside outside of the church walls a pastor is not a I mean, a pastor is a pastor, but like a pastor is not functioning as a pastor. And there is a complete difference with how a pastor must act in the role of pastor and as like your buddy. Now, it doesn't mean like that he no longer has like as high of standards of like, you know, being above reproach as as Paul writes in First Timothy. But it's if my if my pastor like, you know, walks into church smoking a cigar, I'm going to have a little bit of an issue with that. If I'm golfing with him and he smokes a cigar, I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's a difference there. And when you're when you're not functioning as a pastor, I think that, you know, kind of the the walls come down on like what is allowed in conversation. You know, that now you know, whether we should whether a pastor should be like working for a campaign, I don't know. Again, that just it just depends on on where you're at in the country, what the political, you know, aspects of your church are like there's there's a lot of questions there and so i don't think that there's a a a right right away answer but i think it all really um is is just you know having in mind romans 12 18 the uh if possible so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all theology does not depend on me and morals do not depend on me so if if the morals of a political party and like it's not like the republicans are are you know godsends i mean i'm not don't 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 hear me saying that the Democrats are evil and the Republicans are righteous. There's just one of them that currently has it in their their uh, like policy. I lost the word of like their national policy. It's in it's on paper that they support things that the church is very much against. The Republicans don't have that. Does that mean that a Republican is good? Absolutely not. There's a lot of republicans that are trash um does that mean an independent is good no bernie sanders is an independent so make of that as you will (laughs) but (laughs) but if 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 i cause division in my personal life in the church because of theological truth that does not depend on me and so if i can't live peaceably with all because of that that's okay if it's because if if it's because I'm putting all these signs in my yard and that's why I'm not living peaceably with all, then that is on me because it's not a matter of there is nothing in the Bible that says thou shalt support Donald Trump. Thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't vote for him. That doesn't mean I can't say anything about him. I, I don't even know I'm using Trump as I don't want Trump to run. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But that doesn't mean I can't say anything. I think that's what what we need to remember and what it all comes down to is, you know, look beyond just the surface level of a situation. You know, support who is best to support regardless of 
who they are, what party they fall under. You know, maybe there's somewhere where there's a very pro-abortion Republican and a very anti-abortion Democrat. Let's have that conversation. But that's where we have to have that conversation. We can't just, Mm -hmm. you know, plaster something on a billboard and call it good. Yeah. And I mean, the conversation changes kind of like what you're talking about, depending on where you are. Like, the game is different when, if we're talking church leaders, you know, or even congregation, the changes in a big Sunday morning service. It changes if you're in a Sunday school. And then it changes, obviously, if you're out to, you know, coffee with whoever. You know, like, your your, your tactics change. Your delivery changes. The message changes. You know, I, I would be much more comfortable to have a very like super tough political conversation in a Sunday school class compared to, you know, on a Sunday morning in front of everybody, you know, that should be driven more of like, that is 100% scripture. And if we're talking politics that follows, you know, that type of thing. Um, and then the other thing I thought about was like, I mean, how many times Jesus use political situations, you know, to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah. Like there, I think there's a huge difference in this. We, on the Republican side, the, not the Republican side, the conservative side. Yeah. Which is different, which it, is different. It is very different. And what I think we hugely fail at is separating the election, maybe what the right way to say, maybe the election cycle or election season, or like the time that we get to decide and the time that we get to come together as people and like, how are we going to, you know, who we're going to put in place to like run this country and the after effect, you know, and especially lately, we have kind of merged, I think, both of those two sides of, yeah. okay, we're just going to be anti, 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 or pro, 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 no matter what the situation. You can never be too pre, pre, prepared. Yes. <laughs> and so and I think that's a lot of it. I don't think we're prepared enough. And then we get to the other side of it, and we, yes, there are, you know, you need to know what scripture says about political leaders and where your line is as far as like how far do we follow said political leaders but at the same time they are our leadership you know and they're put there for a certain reason exactly. and place and part of that is on us you know part of that is i think the lord's placing them there well i think all Absolutely. of it is the lord's placing them well, there. Yeah, yeah yeah but then i you know, know you meant kind of below that yeah like mm-hmm. who ends up there is i think on us you know i think Mm -hmm. that's very evident in scripture and so i think we have to realize that too and we have to own that responsibility and again like you know the government and leadership is the government and leadership and so but we have to do a much 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 better job of prepping on the front end absolutely yeah i think i think the answer just is you know no signs no signs for pedro yep (laughs) no nazis That's that's always a good rule of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we did that that question justice. Um, maybe our advice is a little, a little late, being two weeks before election day. But you know, it's worth a shot. <laughs> hey, the people who have you know absentee voted or you know whatever they they're already set. It's the people who are going to show up on election day that were that were lazy and they don't know what they're talking about. So hey, that's, me, what, me, that's let, what we're here let, for. Let me just throw this out there as as a final parting gift. Um, got my absentee ballot a couple weeks ago, and I was I was looking at the people that are on the ballot, and there was a lady that was um, <clears throat> that was I, she was running for like attorney general or secretary of state or 
Maybe it was the state treasurer. It doesn't really matter. Some state office. And I couldn't even pronounce her name. So, I mean, I, I looked her up. And uh, some some lady uh, that is a, a QAnon supporter. Um, mm. and, and not just like a, hey, Trump is for QAnon. Like, this lady used to have a burning QAnon Q on nice. her website. Mm. And uh, she said that the, uh, the country is going to pay uh, for not uh, uh, exposing election fraud in the 2020 election. And, and she knows this because she can time travel. <laughs> so if you've got her signing your yard as a pastor just take that thing out right now <laughs> and yeah time traveling fix a lot anyway yeah that's a discussion for another time yeah next one we'll see time travel in the church you gotta wait two weeks to figure that one out yeah fair enough thanks for listening write us in your questions share us with your friends do it all happy voting Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 